Point out the colors of you. I see them too, and boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We wait to fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey everyone, happy New Year's. Happy 2017. Uh, I hope your holidays were great. I'm back um, with a new podcast. Uh, not a new podcast. <laughs> it's the same same podcast, new episode. Um, I actually recorded this and a few others that you're going to hear in the rolling out in the next few weeks. Um, I recorded these like a month ago. Um, I, I don't understand why they, we didn't release them. But I, Dustin said something about just starting to roll out and start the year off with a bunch of new podcasts. And, uh, so we can keep doing them weekly and maybe taking the holidays off. So I, that's what we did. Uh, I was working a lot from, um, October all like through most, you know, the first three weeks, two and a half to three weeks of December. So I didn't have a lot of time to do podcasts. Uh, but when I could fit one in, I would like the episode you're about to hear with here. <laughs> it's been a while since I recorded an intro. That's for sure. Uh, like the podcast you're about to hear with my good friend, Dave Yaroveski, um, who, well, his friends know him as Yarvo. It's always weird to me to say his last name because I just know him as Yarvo, uh, who I met through uh, my friend James Gunn and a uh, really talented director has directed many music videos, uh, is now breaking into the world of virtual reality and uh, also directed a little movie I had a tiny cameo in called The Hive, uh, which was a Nerdist production. Uh, that you can check out. Actually, no, I think when we were recording this episode, he was saying it's not out yet on iTunes. There's a weird thing, but it will eventually roll out. And um, so fo follow me, follow Yarvo on, um, on the social networking. Uh, I believe his, na his name on Instagram is Yarvo Yarvo, Y-A-R-V. VO double checking um and his his Twitter name is just at yarvo so give him a follow and you'll be able to find out when uh, the hive comes out on iTunes fuck maybe it's out now we actually recorded this one a while back <laughs> when we recorded this I was like this is going to be out next week dude this is going to be out in like 4 days and that was like 3 or 4 weeks ago so I'm sorry Dave but, uh, yeah, so now it's 2017. We are, uh, hopefully starting the year off, right? Hopefully I will. <laughs> You're just hearing the same old garbage spewed out of my mouth. Hopefully we'll keep these going every week. 
we'll see how good I am at making that happen. But um, hopefully Dustin and everyone at uh, Farrell and Starburns can keep a fire lit under my ass. I like doing these and I don't, I feel, oh, my girlfriend's calling me. Hold on. Um, oh shit, I just missed the call. Uh, oops. Anyway, yeah, that's something that's new. I have a girlfriend now. Um, best girl in the world. I don't know how that happened, but I actually got the best girl in the world. Sorry, everybody. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, 2017 starting off awesome. Uh, I got a lot of work towards the end of the year, so that was great. Uh, picked up a recurring part on a new show called American Housewife. Uh, with uh, Diedrich Bader, uh, who's such a fucking great, funny actor. You may know him from uh, Office Space. Uh, he was the neighbor on Office Space. Hey, Peter, check out Channel 9. That's Diedrich. Uh, he was also in Napoleon Dynamite as the, <laughs> the karate <laughs> instructor guy. He's goddamn funny in everything he does, including the show American Housewife, which I didn't know until... Uh, they hired me and then I went and checked it out. It's really funny. Um, and uh, while I was doing the first episode, they invited me back to do another. So I guess I'm officially recurring on that show, although I've only done two. But uh, also while we were recording it, they officially got picked up for a full season order. So um, hopefully I'll get to do more. That was fun. Did a movie in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, did a pilot in... Um, Richmond, Virginia did some stuff for at midnight in New York. So the last half of this year was really busy, which is great because usually this time of year, things really die down during the holidays and I'm usually really tightening my belt up and, uh, trying to stretch out the funds and, uh, <laughs> trying to get creative with Christmas gifts. So luckily I got some work and, um, yeah. 2016 was way better than 2015. As you all know, my father passed away in 2015, making it hands down the worst year of my life. And uh, 2016, 180 degree turn, so much better. I almost said 360 degree turn, which would have just meant the exact same thing. Anyway, uh, this has gone on way too long, this intro. So... Um, I've got more to roll out. I've recorded more episodes, so I know that we'll at least keep these going for a few more weeks before I start to stumble and uh, fuck things up. But um, I hope you enjoy this, uh, this talk with my buddy Yarvo, and thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. I, uh, when I went hiking today, I, I, I was like, oh, I got to remember to bring my headphones because the past few... The past week, all my hiking was with Chelsea, so I didn't need music or anything. And uh, so I didn't use, you know, listen to music. And then I was like, oh, I got to, this is solo. I got to bring my my phone and my, listen to iTunes. And I get out there, drive all the way out to Lake Hollywood. Yeah. Put my headphones on, get out my new iPhone 7. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. This won't plug in. Yep. I was so fucking bummed out. What do you listen to? Because I had left the little adapter at home. What do you listen to? You um, listen to like it depends. Sometimes hip hop, Bowie. Sometimes 
rap music. You listen to rap music, like get pumped rap music. Get pumped rap music. Sometimes uh, Queens of the Stone Age, Melvins, uh. punk rock, um, and that's about it. <clears throat> I used to I used to listen to books on tape. For real? Oh, I've done that too. Yeah. Or podcasts. Uh, not so much podcast. Oh well, next time you exercise, <laughs> you should listen to the, this podcast with you, Dave Yaroveski. <laughs> We're recording now, by the I way. I figured as okay. much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So my guest is. I don't know why I always introduce my guest because there's a description that they click on. Oh, he's got the director of the Hive. Let's. I'm going to listen to this. Right. It's not like they're going. Who? Who is this? I don't. Right, right. That makes sense. But it's you, my friend Dave Yaravesky. They might still be saying who. <laughs> who? Uh, who? Who uh, your friends know as Yarvo. Yep. How did that, how did Yarvo come out of? It's actually, not, it's actually a dramatic. Because shouldn't it be Yarvo or Yar, Yarov? Yes, it, it should. Yes, it's, it's, it's actually a quite traumatic story. So thanks for bringing it up. Oh, this uh, is good though. <laughs> <laughs> I went through a, a dark time in my early twenties when I. <laughs> you're already laughing. I already the know. The second but, I say dark time, I already know. But the, the <laughs> listeners need to know because this is gold. So, so you know, you know this story. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so so I was in a band and I was going through a dark time and I discovered panic attacks yeah and i never had a panic attack before and i i started to have them very frequently and very terribly so much so that it it like became hard to leave the house and hard to not think everyone was trying to poison me and me too hard to not kill everyone around me and all those things and so um and so my friendly bandmates uh invented an alter ego for me in which when I start having really bad panic attacks, they could tell. They could see I look like a totally different person. I started to act like a different you? person, and they'd call. They, yeah, so like I'd say, I, I would start to freak out, and they'd all go, "Yarvo, uh oh, Yarvo's here! Oh no!" Yeah, that's, that's where I came up, from, dude. That's where I came from. And there's then, nothing more embarrassing than already having a panic attack. <laughs> I never felt embarrassed about that. I, I, it wasn't ever for to me. It never came up as embarrassment. It came up as like, I, I don't know. I was I wasn't shy about it. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm having, I'm, fr- I'm kind of freaking out. I for the first maybe ten years would never tell anybody I was having. I, I got really good at hiding it and just I would say, oh hold on a second, and I'd like leave to go make a. I I have to make a phone call. And I would leave and just have a panic attack. Uh, and it, they'd usually pass idea. after a few minutes. And so, like, no one knew. My girlfriends never knew. And then uh, when I finally moved to L.A., I con- was confiding in a friend. I'm like, yeah, man, sometimes I just can't breathe. And I'm, like, breaking out in a sweat. He's like, yeah, that's a panic attack. Everyone gets those. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, dude, that's so good. Co-. And then that was, like, a freeing moment. Then I would just start, like... Oh yeah, I'm having a heart a panic attack. I would just say it to everyone, and you know, yeah. just walk away. Especially in LA, everyone's like, "Oh, it's a panic attack. It's a panic." Attack. Yeah, it's so, it's so normal out here. But it got <laughs> they got so bad. Like I I would admit to it and be like, "Oh yeah," because I would only have them like once every, you know, five or six months, and it, it was easy to deal with. And then 
when I was working at Jimmy Come Alive, I started having them like fucking. No, it was just before I was working at Jimmy Come. I was having them like I was still working on reality TV shows, and I would have them like ten times a day, to the point where just anticipating a panic attack would give me a panic attack. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's how that works. And I just walked out of my job one day. I said, I got to go to the bank. And they're like, what? And I just walked out and I never went back. I knew that. I knew that. They story. were, yeah, I love that they were story. leaving me messages going, are you coming back? And I just wouldn't answer. That's amazing. And that's then, uh, <laughs> and then one night I was just like, this is crazy. I'm, I haven't left my apartment in my house in months. And so I, yeah. Sarah Silverman's the one who said, yeah, you're having panic attacks. Go get on medication. This is the best advice I've ever had. Yeah. that Well done. Well done, Sarah. Um, hey, um, uh, just to illustrate how dark it got for me, because I, I, I've seen your darkness now. Yeah. I, I became convinced that people were drugging me. For real? <laughs> and I told them, I told, I gathered all my friends together. This is the state of my brain. That's almost like, schizophrenic. That's It's almost schizophrenic. That's beyond. I was really like, yeah, I like went to the edge and came back. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the abyss. Yeah. And then I came back. You looked over. I looked over. I saw it. Um. And I gathered my friends together and I said, look, this is going to sound completely insane, but it's going to really help me to just get this off my chest. But if I find out that anyone's drugging me, I have to kill all of you. Dave, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I said, I have to. I have, that Jesus, way, that way you all have incentive. To not drug me? To not drug me. So like if you think it's because my friends were so fucked up that like. Like my friends were so fucked up that like if if you told them Are you, you still friends with any of these people? George is like the only one from that. But that era was such a dark era. It was like if someone knew your weakness, they would just do it forever. Like, That's really fucked up. If you were afraid of dogs, like every time you would wake up, someone would be throwing a dog at you. You know what I mean? <laughs> That was that was the yeah, dark was, time. That's, so that's like jackass like, friends, like from yeah, the, movie, from well, that, the jackass the, yeah, show. It, it, it was during the jackass heyday. You know what I mean? Like that 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 was a thing. Yeah. So I literally had to say, like, listen, I th this is this is like the safe word equivalent <laughs> to my friends. I'm like, like I I don't want to kill all of you, but I will if I have to to just stop the inevitable fear of being poisoned by all of you. Like poison with deadly poison or just poison? No, like you have LSD. Oh, like dude. I was terrified that people were put, like, going to put out. So, so, so I, so I, I, <laughs> so I literally, I, I, I so I, <laughs> so yeah, it got, it got, it got fuck, dark dude, there for me. And my that. friends were all like, Oh fuck. Like he's never coming back. Yeah. But, um, you know, getting that off my chest kind of helped. It was a good step. It was a good step back. Your dog's scratching at the door. I, uh, this is an amazing bit of trivia that you and I know, but we didn't know until very recently. We used to live in the same apartment building. Yeah. I've known you. When did we meet? Like probably 2008 or nine, maybe? Yeah, something in that ballpark, yeah. Uh, James Gunn and his brother Sean used to do a thing called Sunset Sundays at Sean's house. Yes. He had this really cool house with a great patio, like a back patio that overlooked Sunset Boulevard. And every Sunday or every other Sunday, they would have people over for like wine and cheese and just hang out. And I went there with my friend Shawnee, who was doing Scream Queens with James at the time. Right. She was like, hey, you want to go to this wine and cheese dinner thing at James Gunn's? And I was like, 
uh, okay, sure. I had nothing else to do. And so we went and I just instantly loved everyone. I was like, oh my God, these people are so fucking fun and so cool. And um, yeah, that was probably 2008, 2009. And then Shawnee stopped going and I just yeah. kept going. I never actually met her. Yeah. I never. She only <laughs> went once. Yeah. And, and I was just like, you know, before I left, James was like, yeah, come back next week. I was like, careful what you say, because I'm definitely coming back. And I have just kept coming, coming back. back. Yeah, it's funny. I, I, I thought you and James went back like for a, a really long time. No. Because he was like, yeah, Steve Age is coming. And then I was just like, oh, oh, oh OK. I, I just assumed you guys had been like friends for a long time. I was like, no, oh. we met through Shawnee and it was at Sean's old place on Mitchell Torina. Yep. Um, but even before that you and i lived in the same apartment complex and didn't know it yeah you me you me our friend our mutual friend valinda mm -hmm. and across the street was wait my... were you roommates with valinda no 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 she no. lived in that same complex she lived too. in that same complex but she like avoided me <laughs> <laughs> like the guy with the bone in his nose yeah the guy with the bone in it yeah <laughs> yeah that's how we found out that's how we found out we both had we had a we had a voodoo we had a voodoo warlord living we have a mutual us. friend named Valinda um, who apparently also lived in that, but we were at her house one night. As we, I think it was as we were leaving. I don't know how it came up, but I was like, oh, yeah, I used to live on Moore Park, too. Yeah, I said, me, too. Yeah. And you're like, where? I go, between Tahunga and Colfax. And you're like, me, too. And I go, it was a big apartment building. Took up a whole block. And you're like, me, too. <laughs> I go, 11545 Moore Park. And you're like, what the fuck? And you're like, when did you live there? I was like, 2005 through like 2008. You're like, what the fuck? Me too. We lived in the same building. Yeah. And never, I never saw you. Yeah. I, I, I lived you. in one of the back corners. So I only, I never went in and out the front. Right. That might have been it. But it, I, it, it, the thing that solidified it was I was like. The witch doctor. There was a witch doctor looking guy. There was like a guy who looked like a. Like an a voodoo, African Bushman. Like a voodoo witch doctor. He like wore he one of those long, almost flannel-looking kind of robes that go over, like, one shoulder. He had a walking cane that was like a staff, like a Gandalf staff. It was he, huge. He looked very much like that Mortal Kombat character, Dalsam. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Like, he had very long arms, very long legs, very, very skinny. tall, very, very skinny. Had, a like, a, a, a bone, bone in his nose or his lip or a disc in his lip. He had one I mean, of he had the two. Maybe both. Both. And he would always smoke like cigars or something, yeah. like cigarellos or something. Yeah. And he drove a big like safari jeep. Yeah. With like horns on it. Yeah. It was it was quite 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 a sight to see in Studio City. But he was like as tall as me. He was huge. Huge, huge, scary. Scared the shit out of me when I saw him. Yeah, I think he was always barefoot too. I don't know. It's just not what you expect to see. But yeah, so we. Yeah, he was barefoot. I I think the first time I saw him, he was shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like we're stereotyping but he literally did ha no no, no. Have he literally all had a bone through his nose yeah like he, he was literally. like the african safari stereotype like he, he looked yeah. like he could have led a safari yeah like like he like yeah he, like a witch like a witch doctor a witch doctor yeah yeah he looked like like he was an extra in the green inferno or something and then <laughs> yeah I, i'm not i'm trying i'm not trying to be Insensitive. No, but he, I'm trying to explain 
Picture you know, the stereotype of picture a witch the stereotype doctor. Of a witch doctor. That yeah. is literally what he looked like. Like, like if I were to make a horror movie in which, like, in the first ten pages, the main character visits a witch doctor and gets cursed. If I made it look like that, you would be like, no way. Like some serpent in the rainbow. Yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. Like you'd be like, no, that couldn't be real. Should, should I let my dog in? He's scratching. Yeah, you can let let him in. I don't care. Okay. I'm gonna. You can even put the mic here. down. You don't have to. Okay, I'm gonna put I'll the mic down. I'll just keep talking talk. while Dave walks to the other side of the room. We're in Dave's office. Be, behind his house. Oh. It's Heisenberg. Hi, buddy. You really wanted in here to listen to this podcast when you could have just downloaded it in a few days. All right. Oh, he's sniffing the mic. Sniff it. Sniff it. Sniff it. Sniff it. <laughs> yeah, that's good radio. That's good <laughs> podcasting. No, you sit down now. We're not friends anymore. You're a really good podcaster. Um, What else? But yeah, so that's how I didn't meet you then, but. I met you years later, and yeah, and then it was many years, many years later that we didn't find that, that we. But found we out. found out that so we found out that not only you and me lived in the same building, but that our mutual, very, very, very close friend Valinda lived in the same building yep. at the same time, and that across the street from us, Mike Escamilla lived. BMX legend time. Mike Rooftop Escamilla. Yeah, lived right across the street from us at the same time, and that. <clears throat> All those people are so like important in our lives right now, and that we all lived in the same building and kind of didn't like on the same block and didn't know each other for three years before, right before we all met each other, basically, which is crazy. It's a weird group. Actually, that's not true. When I first started going to Sun Sun, you know, at James's, I lived in that building, so there's a chance we were in the same building, going to Sun Sun, and going back, going to our separate (laughs) Apartments. apartments. That's so weird, man. Yeah, it's really weird. It, What's it even was, weirder is that I watched the entirety of the Sarah Silverman show in that while you were that while I was shooting it. If, pro, pro, yeah, I guess yeah. In that in that um, building, just like you know, I I feel like we shared like a wall. We didn't share a wall. We like we were like separated by one apartment. If you walked in the front entrance, yeah, you, know, you where made the a mailboxes left. were. There's like a laundry room dead ahead and a pool slightly to the left. Yeah. I If you just go all the way left and back, I was in the far back corner apartment. Yeah. See, if you made a left and went to the first steps up, mm-hmm. I was at the top of the steps on the left. So there was an apartment. Basically, there was one apartment that separated us. Yeah. Right. So like. You lived like upstairs. I lived upstairs. Like right above the landlord, right? Didn't the landlord live? N- no. Um. The landlord lit. I don't know where. I don't remember where she lived, but I didn't live above the landlord. I lived above someone else. I don't. I don't remember who I lived. It wasn't the landlord. Um. Great. Thanks for listening, everybody. That was good. That was a good podcast. <laughs> no. Um. But yeah, it's such a weird group of. Part of the reason I started going back to Sunset Sundays was it was such a weird group of friends, and I remember telling, I think Mike Escamilla, who's done this podcast. Uh, like a couple of years ago, Mike and I were talking one night because there's like a core group of people that would always hang out either at James house or here because you guys host a lot of parties because you have a yeah a house that's perfect for that. And um, we also like to. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we also like we all got along. Yeah. But there was always people at the hanging out that Mike and I later were like, I don't know what any of 
what half the people at Dave and Autumn's house do for a living. Because <laughs> they're always... People, and it, it wasn't the weekends. Like, you'd be like, hey, come over. We're watching a movie tonight. And it would be like a Tuesday night. Yeah. And I'd come over and there'd be like 10 people here. Yeah. And everyone would stay till like four in the morning. <laughs> and know. I'm going, what do these people do for... Le-? I mean, I, I act and, you know, I don't act every day. So I have a lot of free time. I'm like, not all... I know all not all these people were actors. actors. And- yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I mean, the unfortunate reality is that I think those times are changing just because yeah. I think they all got jobs. I think we just need to find, you know... But it was also the most support. I was telling my girlfriend about this, who you guys just met like last week. She came out here for the first time, but I was like, you got to meet. There's one group of people you have to meet, and it's, you know, Dave and Autumn and James and all these people because I was like, this is the most supportive group of people I've ever fucking met. I was like, I felt so stoked to be friends with all you guys because I, and I told her, I was like, you know, and they all do different shit. Like Dave directs, Autumn does wardrobe, you know. James directs. You know, Sean Tall and Jimmy are musicians, and yeah. and everyone supports each other. I, I was telling her about the time when Chantal did, and Chantal and Jimmy did this podcast too. When Chantal had a, a residency at the Hard Rock in Vegas, yeah, we all went. And I was like, I was like, these people all would just drive out to Vegas for the weekend. <laughs> That's true. More than once, I think, That's like true. a couple times. That's true. Just, as a group, just drive to Vegas to go yeah. see their friend play music. Yeah, yeah. And J- J- James, us, Valinda came to yeah. the Beth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I know. It's funny. I, I, I guess I've always kind of taken it for granted because I, I've, I, I've just been lucky. I, I guess there's been times when I haven't been around such supportive people, but yeah. I guess I guess I've kind of taken it for granted, but I have heard from you and from a couple of the people who were just like, "What the hell?" <laughs> these, I these never. People, I was like so people. blown away by that, and like, yeah. And I and I was telling Chelsea, I was like, the, I have friends who I have known for close to twenty years who've never seen me perform. Yeah, it's who've, crazy. who've been some friends who were like, "You do stand up," and this is after no, knowing me for like ten years. I'm like, why are you biting me, fucker? I have friends who like don't even know I perform, and then like, but like all of you guys have been to like shows and stuff. I, I was like, yeah, this is like the kind of people you want to hang out with. Yeah, no, I, you know, it's funny. I was just having a conversation about this, and the conversation, the topic of the conversation was, you never forget who shows up and who doesn't yeah. to your movie premiere to your comedy show to your musical performance there is something about that no matter how much fun you have with someone at their house or with them or whatever there is something to be said that the night of the thing that you do whatever it is that you do when all the culmination of your year of work or whatever it is the people that are there are in a different place to you in your heart than the people that aren't there. It's just the nature. It's just the way it goes. It's like you, you just don't forget that because you feel like the people that are there understand what you've done. You know, they're like with you on the journey or whatever. And the people that didn't show up, you're, I don't know, no matter how, no matter how much you love them, you, you, that that is a choice, you know. Yeah, I, I think that is a thing for people in LA to 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 
to notice is that I, I think it's also it's also a question everyone asks themselves when they get invited to something like this is like, well, how much do we like this person? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I do it. You know, yeah. I, I get I get invited to things and I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go to that. But, you know, I, I, I don't really like this person. Do we have to go? You know, and I think that's how people tell you how much they. But it also becomes a whole little community of like because everyone works in different areas. Yeah. Like you can all work together on stuff too, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's you not know, it's, like it's not so competitive, I guess. Like back when I first met Sarah, like she would just hire her friends, which is ideal. That's how you, everyone Adam Sandler does it, yeah. you know. Like him or not, that guy's fucking loyal to all his friends. He just works with the same people um because he likes doing that and I would do that too if I was in a position to hire too, yeah. just anyone I wanted I would just hire my friends yeah me too me too because you know it's just there's so so many terrible stories <laughs> about people you know yeah and you get stuck with so many people that you're like oh I don't want to work with this person I don't want to work with this person if you could just work with your friends all the time it'd be so great oh my god how fucking oh my god dream gig <laughs> Yeah, it'd be. I mean, I mean, but I think I think you get to to a certain degree. You know, if you're if you're, I mean, you you, you look at directors that have like kind of long term. I mean, I think about it. I, I put it into director terms, but if you think about it in director terms, I mean, direct. There's a lot of directors I really like who there are certain actors who will show up in everything. You look at Sam Raimi and yeah. Ted Raimi and Bruce Campbell are in everything. You know. On everything, Greg Grunberg is in every J.J. Abrams production. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, no matter how small the part, he's always in it. Yeah, yeah, and and it, it makes sense, you know, because especially when you're, you know, deep in shooting, it's like having people around you that ground you and that you can just have a normal conversation with. Is so helpful. Yeah, who would you rather hire to work with? Someone who like you fucking know everything about and get along with or so, someone who's like, like auditions and you're like well their audition was pretty good i know nothing about this I know, person right though. right right i know nothing about this person they could be a monster because everyone's on their best behavior in the audition yes yeah it's like hello sir or the How meeting are you? yeah oh i love this oh, I, love oh I really love this i say it too in every audition i go into i'm like yeah. hey thanks for seeing me i really love this script yeah sometimes i haven't read the script yeah yeah totally Totally, because yeah, it's like you're saying everyone's on their best behavior in that audition, and then you get to set, and they're like, mm, on, "Let's let's talk about this." <laughs> uh, and anyone, anyone who's been fo- listening to this, who's followed me for a long time on Instagram, if you scroll back far enough, you can see a whole shitload of videos from back when, when Dave, when you first got your um, Oculus Rift. Oh yeah. Oh, that yeah. was mine. That was a game changer. You got VR. You were like the first, I think the first person I knew to ever get like the Oculus Rift, which is virtual reality. I'm sure by now everyone knows what that is. Um, and yeah. you would have just nights where everyone would come over to your house and we'd take turns like, going Make, through making weird, ourselves sick, <laughs> making ourselves sick to our fucking stomachs, doing weird, you know, first person mazes. We would only my, just do like the scariest shit. My my friend, my friend Gary, who, who <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you who he is. My friend Gary, he played he played Dreadhalls one night, 
and he just loved it so much. He played it for so long. He was like, all right, thanks. Thanks. He took off. I was like, wow, he left kind of abruptly. And I found out he like drove like 10 minutes down the road, pulled over and vomited. Ugh. You know, because early, early Oculus, it was like the frame rate, the, the tracking. It wasn't, it wasn't as good as it's gotten. So it, you would get kind of nauseous. You know, you'd get- Yeah, I would come here and I would play for maybe 10 minutes at a time and then just be like, okay, I'm good. And then I'd have a light. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I would have a light stomach ache. For, yeah, uh, but not anymore, right? They fixed all that. No. In fact, I was like, I think I'm done with Oculus Rift. And then I hadn't played in a really long time. What is your What is your dog doing? <laughs> He's really needy. He's going to rape you. Oh, my He's God. He's licking your He's ear. He's my ear. What are you doing? Get him. Oh, my God. Please. Psycho. Please rape him on his own podcast. So Please. I didn't. Just, I wouldn't do like Oculus Rift at people's house for like a long time. And then uh, I went over to Justin Roiland's house, Justin who does Rick and Morty. And he's like, hey, have you tried the uh, accounting? Is it accounting? Yeah, but what's the 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 Vive? Vive, HTC Vive. HTC Vive. And I was like, I can't do virtual reality, dude. I get sick. And he's like, no, this is different. Yeah. I go, that's what everybody says. And he goes, trust me. And so he put it on, and uh, I played for like an hour. Just he had me yeah. doing different for like an hour. And I'm a person who has vertigo, so I really get motion sick. And I was totally fine. Yeah. Um, I did get a migraine the next day. I don't know if that's related or not, but um, but you played here too. Yeah. Did you yeah, have- I did it here too, and yeah. it, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, they've really figured. They they've made some big big strides. And, and now they're going to make some more too soon. And now you're uh, starting to develop. I am. I can't. I can't really say what or how or where or why. But I'm what doing, goes doing into that? Do things. you come? So how do you develop? What's your role in the development? Do you like come up with an idea? You obviously direct them. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I you know I don't really know what the title is. Um, I got to kind of figure that out. But but I, I I certainly approach it the same way I do a movie where I'm like kind of writing and directing the experience and creatively creating an experience, you know, working with a team to achieve, you know, a type of goal. And, um, yeah, you know, I, you know, it's, it's early stages. We, we just did, we just did the, like the exorcist VR experience. That one was good. Yeah. And that was, that was, that was video. You know, so that wasn't in an engine. It was very, it was very passive experience. Wait, what does that mean? What's the difference? Well, like when you shoot a three sixty video, it's it's literally just like I set up a video camera in a room and I, I I shoot it and it's footage, and then you all you can do is watch it, right? That's that's like oh, so you can't look around the room. No, you can look around the room. You can look in three hundred sixty degrees, but that's all you can do. All you can do is look. You can't move around. Can't move. You can't interact with anything you can't touch anything uh, it's not like a video game it's just like a video that's wrapped around you and you're like in a dome essentially surrounded by the video that you wait, so how do you shoot that with multiple cameras multiple obviously. multiple cameras that get stitched together footage gets stitched together so yeah we shot we shot exodus thing with four cameras pointed in four cameras with super with wide angle super wide angle lenses and then we stitch it all together right and and create you know like this very warped looking flat image and when you're watching it you're zoomed in on a part of it and it's curved and so you kind of right. are scrolling through a flat image 
you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Right. But that's yeah. not, but, but I, I, but that's not what I'm, we're, that's not what the future is. And that's not what I'm working on. Now I'm working on like, you want to make like, like accounting where you can, yeah, Justin, like accounting where you can where, interact. Can someone with see that accounting one now. Is yeah. It it's just, it, yeah. It's just like on, it's on steam. You can just download it. I didn't have anything to do with it. Although I wish I did. Cause it's brilliant, but yeah, you can just download it if you have a vibe and it's, it's like, yeah, it's really interactive. How would they and, search? It's just called accounting. It's called accounting. Yeah. On steam. If, you, if you're on steam and, and have a vibe, I highly recommend it. it. It was so fucking, and and he showed it to me when it was still in the very early stages, but it's, it's like a meta virtual reality within a, it's kind of almost yeah. like an inception kind of, you keep going deeper into virtual reality. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so fucking funny. But so you're making one where you want to make them where you can like you're free to move around a room and look and pick shit. things up and move things around and yeah, it's completely interactive. And in that, it's built like it, it's so different, right? Because in this, we're building something in Unity in an engine, yeah, and not like in in a a finite field. Yeah, I'm not filming anything. We're like we're building objects in 3D and we're programming them to have physics so that you can interact with them. Are there cameras involved at all? No. Holy shit. There's no cameras involved. It, it I mean, think about it, it's it's very similar to any game that you like think about right. BioShock when you play BioShock, you know? Right. How they build that. It's 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 much closer to that than anything else. Yeah, the when I did the vibe cuz with Oculus, when I would come over and we do Oculus, we're basically playing video. We're you we're playing like video games, like Left for Dead or whatever, yeah. and like yeah. So you're your in that person. world of like you're limited. You can move through the path of the video game, and that's about it. And then when I went to Justin's house, he's like, "You got to try the Vive." And this was before he had me play the accounting one. He just put me in a room. It's like an office. I'm in a cubicle in an office. And he just put the the goggles on me. And he's like, these are your hands. Use this. Yeah. Pull this trigger to pick stuff up and everything. And I was like, what do I pick up? He's like, just walk around the room. Yeah. And so I start off in this cubicle. And I did what he said probably 90% of people do. I started picking shit up and just throwing it across the office. <laughs> like, pick up a stapler throw it across the room and right. I'd just be like giddy with glee. Like I would just be like laughing my ass off. Yeah. It's, you know, the thing that's interesting, right. Is like the thing that's interesting about VR is, is versus a regular game. It, the, the, the minutia is so much bigger than the, the big things. Like, for example, you play like a horror game, like, Resident Evil or something like that, right? And they craft, they spend this time crafting like this giant labyrinth of like everything's coded, everything's yeah. grow, like, you know, th there's so much design, so much craziness to it. And you play it sitting on your couch and you're really not that scared at all, right? Yeah. You go into VR, right? And you're in a room where anything can happen, where anything can happen. And you just turn off the lights and hand you a flashlight. And immediately you don't like it. Immediately you're uncomfortable. You know, it's yeah. all about the little details. Like, like in a video game, if, if I give you a video game where you're in an office, 
you would look at it for two seconds and you'd be like, okay, cool. And you would move through the, like how many levels how do I get out of this office? Yeah. How many, how many games have you played where you just haven't stopped moving forward? You just run through levels yeah. that people's yeah. in VR. It's like, it's like you're in one spot and yet it's like every little detail, you pick up a piece of paper, you pull open a drawer. It's just, you open a book and you open a book words in it. Yeah. It's just, it's like, it's so much, the details so much finer, yeah. but therefore the like, experience is smaller you know it's contained felicia day was saying she went to a place in i want to say it was in salt lake city and i think they were using the vive and this was like maybe a year or so ago yeah they, they're building like a theme park over there and it was a warehouse like yeah. it was huge and they had what do you call it they had like wallpapered the whole place or whatever like mapped out the whole room yeah including you know they would put blocks where there were walls and like so you literally could walk around a you giant could feel walls right there's like yeah. yeah yeah and you could walk around this whole room and you could also have other people in there with you in the same experience and you could look over and see them i mean it, you wouldn't see them wearing the clothes that they were wearing when you started the game but you'd see like a figure who represented that person right she said it was fucking bonkers yeah, uh, I, I, I've heard about it. I would really like to do it. <laughs> if if you're out there, please send me an invite. Because that's all. That's the other thing is you're kind of confined movement wise to what the size of whatever room you're in. Yeah, yeah. Although every game tries to solve that by like adding a teleport feature or like, a, you know. Or one of those tre weird treadmill things. Like well, that's three sixty treadmill. I, yeah, I think that's an un, I think that's an unrealistic <laughs> <laughs> expectation of people to install you know three sixty treadmills in their living rooms so that they can play VR games. But I mean, there's like different ways. There's like teleport features. There's some games where like like hover junkers where you're like on a hovercraft, right? That's the size of your area, but then that like flies through a much bigger uh, world, right. right? Which is a smart way to deal with that problem. Um, Yeah, I'm just glad they got, they fixed the glitch. I guess it's not a glitch, but they've figured out how to not make you get fucking motion sickness. It's just frame, it's frame rate and, and, and tracking. It's, be, it's, it's better tracking and it's a higher frame rate. And that's, that's it. Yeah, it was it was night and day when I tried Vive yeah. as opposed to the early Oculus. Supposedly the Oculus the, the 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 new Oculus feels I mean just about as They would have to com to compete. Yeah. They have to fix all that yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we were playing with a developer kit, you know, it was right. not it was not meant to be used in the way in which we did it. You know. I had I, I remember buying the DK2. I had to like like close like three warnings like this isn't for you to play with this is a developer kit you know yep like, yeah yeah sure sure yeah yeah just let me in just let, let me, me in. in yeah just take my money yeah i just i think the first thing i tried on your oculus was the uh Dreadhouse? no that that was later but it was the uh, the roller coaster simulation oh yeah that was fuck that was nauseating mm-hmm but yeah, oh, oh yeah, that's, really felt, that's really the thing I was getting felt at that though. when I when I said if people track back far enough in my Instagram, there are like a whole bunch of videos of our friend Belinda S screaming, yeah. screaming. Anytime someone would walk, like she'd be going through a maze and something would, uh, 
come out and she would fucking freak out. Also, what was the game we were playing where she was shooting? Was it Left for Dead or Pew 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 Pew? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Left for Dead. She would be using the triggers on the Xbox controller to shoot, but she would also with her mouth be going pew 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 pew. pew, pew. <laughs> Holy fuck, it's so fucking funny. Yeah, man, that was years ago. You realize that that was pre-production of the hive. The hive, yeah. That's that's how we stayed sane. How long ago was? How long ago did you did we shoot the hive? I say we. I did one day. Yeah, but but you you was it only one day? Were you only one day? Mm-hmm. I think you I know, went back you, one day to visit, but you I, know, was, your, I shot your, one day. your character had much more to do in in earlier drafts of the script, right? But the, what the 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 conversation became that you were going to be such a fun, funny character early on that to see it you was wrong for the whole tone of the yeah to yeah. see you like scary later wouldn't work story of my life <laughs> um but um god what, what year was that 2013 fuck man yeah, i think that was 2013 because goes by it so came out in 2015 fast. yeah premiered at fantastic fest in 2014 yeah and so so we shot it the end of 2013 the start of 2014 and then that that yeah, is it on Netflix? It's 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 nowhere. Really? Yeah, it's nowhere right now. It's not even on iTunes. It's not even on iTunes. How Holy do you, shit! Yeah, how do you pulled off of iTunes? Because why? It's it. The, there's a company that has an exclusive with it that's like not in the United States. Oh shit! And so they 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 have it for I don't know maybe a couple more months. It'll it, it when it comes back to iTunes, I will make a big deal out of it but someone someone wanted it and they got it and And they're holding on to it holding on to it but that's weird i I, you know at first it bothered me but then i realized look i made a cult movie the hive is a cult movie yeah and part of a cult movie is to have a like really weird and complicated distribution situation where like you can't (laughs) you can't find it you know like right now only people who bought it when it was out for those couple weeks on itunes have it you know yeah. And and so I'm kind of happy that that So it was continues. on iTunes for a while. It was on iTunes. Yeah, yeah I, I, think I own, I own it, on it on iTunes. I own it on iTunes. You could if you bought it, you could still watch it. I still watch it. But for those of us who or for those of you who didn't um, you know, <laughs> it, 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 there's no way for you to suck get it, it until yeah suck it that's so weird yeah it's weird but as i said i I've, I've grown to fully embrace the fact that it is truly a cult movie in, in a time when cult movies don't really exist so much yeah. i mean they're more like a genre now but you can always just find them on itunes you know like think about it right like brain dead was really hard to find for a long or dead alive aka mm-hmm. brain dead was very hard to find for a little while, yeah, you know, and like, you know, the director's cut of Army of Darkness. Now you can find it anywhere, but those deleted scenes, him waking up in the future, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's very hard to find. You had to get bootleg VHS copies at Fangoria's Weekend of Horrors or something like that to to see it. I still don't understand the business side of distribution and everything because there there will be times where I'll be at home, you know, on a weekend or something, and bored, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch a movie. Oh, I want to see this movie by John Hughes or something that's 
30 years old and I can't fucking find it anywhere. Yeah, right. So weird. Well, it's such a complicated web of things. You realize every time something is on Netflix, a deal was struck to make it on Netflix. Yeah. And every time something's on iTunes, you know, someone took the time to put it on iTunes. Some a company did. So there's movies that just are lost in the shuffle of different companies going out of business and they just don't get up there, you know? I remember, bef- but even like some big companies. But I remember, dude, like- Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. I, I, we were, I just rewatched Twin Peaks, and finding Firewalk with me was very complicated. I had, did to, you I had find to order it? a DVD of it. It might be different now because Twin Peaks is coming back, but this was before Twin Peaks was announced to come back. I couldn't find it anywhere. I had to order on on Amazon an old DVD of it, a used DVD. I had to. One of my favorite movies is uh, The Kids in the Hall, Brain Candy. Oh yes cannot cancer boy you cannot fucking cancer boy, find cancer boy bruce mccullough cancer boy himself was on my podcast earlier this year was he um that's amazing and i was i've known him we've done a lot of shows together and stuff not a lot but we've been at shows together and i've known him and through friends and everything and i so always i always hear cancer boy in my head by the way i always hear that hello did you see did, did you, you see? see the doctor in did me? you see that it's okay. My marrow's just low. <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, how did anyone let that go? In? Like, nowadays, I don't think they... They would have done it. They put that in a movie. I think that was the one thing that they had to fight on was Cancer Boy. For, uh, it's, it's a horrible name for a character. <laughs> cancer Boy. It's like AIDS Baby. Yeah. This is AIDS Baby. Hello. <laughs> Good to see you. But that's a movie that, like... You can't get on iTunes. Oh, really? Or I don't think it's on who like that makes sense. That feels like a movie that you would I had to find. go to Amoeba and find, you know, a hard copy on DVD. I'm and thinking, yeah. you know, for a long time I didn't even have a DVD player anymore. You know, I'd use my like Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine brain candy. Wow. I haven't seen that in a long time. How'd oh, it man. hold up? Did it hold up? It's fucking great. It's still great. Yeah, I gotta see that. Again. I'll loan, I'll loan you my copy. Yeah, it's I, so fucking good. And I was telling those guys, <laughs> I saw that I, in the theater. I think I I've told theater. each of those guys individually at different shows or whatever. I was like, I would love to have you guys come into the studio. You know where I, where I properly do this podcast at, at Starburns, where they do Rick and Morty. They have a big like recording room, and they have monitors. I was like, I would love to get you guys to come in, and we will watch Brain Candy, and oh. like. We'll talk amazing. about it while we're watching it. And that way people, if they want to, can get the DVD. I would. I and would, then just listen to our podcast while it's playing. I would. Can I, can I, can I just like come hide in the, in a, in the background? Yeah. Uh, I would be really excited. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really get starstruck so much anymore, but kids in the hall makes me a little starstruck. Monty Python. Monty Python makes me. Oh man. Cool. Yeah. Like if I saw, like if I saw Eric, I saw Eric Idol once. Yeah. And I was like. I kind of fro- I kind of froze. I was like in shock. Well, Monty Python also feels like you would never run into them. Or no, like what? where right? I, I met Eric Idle at the. Remember when Pee Wee Herman did his live show in yeah. L.A. down at the no- Club Nokia? Yeah, I, I saw. I went um, and he did it for like a week or whatever, a run there. And I went one night. I think I went to closing night and. um uh, Bobcat Gold. I saw Bobcat Goldthwaite in like the, like the bar area, and he was standing in front of a light, and it was really bright, so I could I could tell it was Bobcat. We used to work together at Kimmel, 
And uh, he was with like one or two other people, but I couldn't tell because they were backlit. I just saw silhouettes. Right. And he's like, Steve, come here. And I walked over. And I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? And I still couldn't see who he was sitting with. And he's like, this is Eric. And I go, hey, Eric. And as I move in to shake his hands, I was like, holy shit, that's Eric Idle. Eric Idle. You met Eric And I completely shit. froze up. I was like, nice to meet you. I got to go. And I just walked away. Oh, my God. I was, I was totally terrified. I, 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 I'm kind of jealous. I, 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 yeah, Monty Python, I would really freak out, I think, if I, like John Cleese or Ugh. Eric Idle or. Uh, um, Terry Gilliam. I'd love to meet Terry Gilliam. I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to meet any of those guys, really. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. So I, I remember the first kids in the hall, um, like before the kids in the hall came out in America, they had a promo on HBO Yeah, and it was the devil and he would play a record backwards and he would go, the kids in the hall, the kids in the hall, the kids in the, you know, cause he's turning it backwards. I don't even remember that. And I, I I just, I, I remember that very well as before any episode ever actually aired out here. And I saw that and I was like. I think I'm gonna like that. I worked on an episode of Superstore a few months ago, that NBC show, and Mark McKinney's on it. Yeah, who played the devil? Yeah, on all the all those sketches and Chicken Lady, and and he is the one guy of all the kids in the hall that I've never met or worked with or anything, and uh, I was so excited to go in. We had we worked together in one brief scene, and it was and was he just like a monster and was he terribly mean to you <laughs> no he was super nice um but it was literally just hey shithead get Hello. over it and it was a scene with like 50 people we're in like a break room and he's addressing all the employees and so it's just like i didn't get to any one-on-one -on -one time with him i but, wish that he was really mean to you yeah fuck you <laughs> a fuck you a fuck you. <laughs> who invited this asshole but I went to their reunion show like two years ago at the uh, the Ace Theater downtown. Yeah, how was it? It was amazing. Yeah, and it was like so no frills, like low budget, low production. Like it was just them on a stage with no props. Like they would just use cubes to sit on, like blocks, huh. and um, or very little props. Like they'd have tables and stuff if they had dinner scenes or a couch. Uh, and it was fucking amazing i mean they killed you know who you know who i don't see enough in things Ke kevin mcdonald is that his name yeah well, i don't see him enough in things i know he i he's don't so know. funny i think he's one of the few guys in that group that still live in can lives in canada he still lives in canada yeah that makes sense yeah yeah i don't see him in anything and he's so funny i mean is that true i feel like maybe i saw him in something i don't know he pops up in in things once in a while. But he uh, he does a lot of stand up. He's like all over the place doing stand up. Hmm. A lot. Of, they all. I mean, most of. I think most of them are doing stand up now. Oh. Bruce is really funny. I've seen. I've done shows with Dave, and I think I've been to a show where like. Did you see? Did you <laughs> see the show in me? <laughs> I did. I saw. I saw the show in you. Um. Yeah, that's really exciting. I would have kind of freaked out if I met Eric Idle. Yeah, it was awesome. What 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 are you playing right now on Xbox? Um, there's only two things. Destiny. That, there's only two things. That, oh, you, you're a piece of shit. By the <laughs> way, <laughs> you're a piece of shit. You're anyone listening? Dave and I and a group of other people. His roommate George and uh, 
Um, we're in a, a couple guys from Austin. We're in a clan together. We were all in a clan when the first Destiny came out. The original, I guess it's still the only Destiny. When yes. it first came out and we would all just fucking play. Dude, like hours. Yeah. And hours, hours every fucking night. Yeah. It consumed my life, dude. Is that, is that why you don't play with us anymore? Kind of. I've gotten so much done this year. Yeah, but getting stuff done isn't so important. Listen, <laughs> we... <laughs> no, paying rent is an Listen, important. listen, they, Destiny improved, okay? You're right. When, you used to, when we used to play, we used to have to spend hours... Grinding. Grinding, like mining, right? We don't... That, that's out of the game now. You don't do really? that anymore. Yeah, you don't really do that anymore. It, you, what, you, what, what you do now is you do strikes... You do you do like strike playlists. You do the raid. You, there's there's something. Oh, you don't you don't even know. Oh, you don't even know. There's so many there's so many great things. There, there's this thing like as you go through the game, you get these like tokens, these like Siva offerings, and yeah. then you go to this place and you present the offering to Siva, and a challenge arrives, and then you and your team of six or whatever battle off this challenge and get rewarded for it it's become such a better game none like like now you 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 don't have to worry about like helium filaments and stuff like that anymore it's like you don't have to we don't have to ride in circles and mine or finding guns on certain days like no all that stuff's kind of gone you have to go meet what's his name in the zur zur still exists but but uh but it's just it's just become it's just become a much smarter better game and and uh, th- we we all miss you. I want. I, this is this is. It fun. was really fun because we would play, especially on like a Sunday when we would do raids. That 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 that's that all- would take like six hours. We would literally spend the entire day, all of us in our little rooms with you, our headphones. By the on. way, si- we wish it was six hours. It was the, more, fir- the first more. time was eight to twelve hours. It was like somewhere between eight and twelve hours. When right. we beat Atheon, it was like eight to twelve hours. Shit. You think about That's that. Eight to twelve hours, man. Yeah, but it's one day. It's we 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 sat down, we did it. It was one day as a group, but I was yeah. We we had addicted. Like you could sign on any night of the week and see me online playing, like grinding and like yeah. But that yeah, I know that's out of that. That is truly out of the game, though. And and I'm happy because I I, I I'm the same way. I mean, I've become so much busier. You know, yeah. I can't do something like that. But but what I do is now. We have our Sunday, we call it man brunch. Uh-huh. We have our Sunday man brunch where we all get on and we, <laughs> we do like a raid or something like that. Yeah. And then beyond that, like if we get some time during the week, we'll, you know, we'll level up our character. But it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't take the same kind of time commitment that it once did. So I'm doing that and we all miss you and we all hate you for not being in yeah. this. But you're just going to have to wait at this point, right? Because there's no big content coming out. For Destiny, but a new Destiny, Destiny is coming out. Destiny Two is coming out in when? a year. A year. It'll. My guess is it'll be. It'll come out around September next year. So you got. It like, was so addictive. Yeah, like I get really months. addicted to like video games that take place in a large world, like Mass Effect. I, I fucking put in hundreds of hours of all the Mass Effect games, um, Skyrim. The la- and the last Skyrim game Skyrim got me good. The last game, me too. The last game that did that to me, and that was the last game I think I played after Destiny was um, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, and I just couldn't fucking stop playing. I I, I I stopped playing Metal Gear immediately. I put it in. I saw it. I was like, I really like this game. I'm taking the fuck out of my Xbox. <laughs> delete it. 
because because uh, I get to the end of those like I got to the end of Skyrim and I looked and it said like 450 hours spent on Skyrim yeah. or something and I was like uh, that's that's like three movies I could have written three movies in that time <laughs> yes <laughs> seriously seriously yeah. if I didn't do that I could have written three movies I've done so much this I've worked more this year than I have in a long time look and I don't want to I don't want to discourage that I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to stop that for yeah. me it's a much needed escape because lately I've been working so hard that I don't ever like I I I don't stop you know and I yeah. don't allow myself to stop and yeah. I'll work late and I'll work the thing that I the the one thing my escape from it the thing that'll turn my brain off is video games so I'm yeah. developing a more healthy relationship with it Overwatch also. I love Overwatch. Overwatch. Are you playing Titanfall? I, I I played it for the first time yesterday, but it's very hard for one. me to step away from Overwatch because that's it. Like, I have Gears of War. I have Titanfall. Is there a new Gears of War? There's a new Gears of How War. How is it? It's a lot of fun, but it's just not Overwatch or Destiny. I mean, Overwatch or Destiny for me are just on such a higher level yeah. than the other games. So it's like I put in Gears of War. I love it. I play it. It's a lot of fun. But I'm like, I ha only have so much time. Would I have probably had more fun playing Overwatch? Yes, maybe. You know? I also feel like over these holidays, I was going to be like, I'll probably, you know, you know, the entertainment in industry kind of shuts down after Thanksgiving. I was like, I'll probably get back onto my Xbox. And then I just, I started dating a girl and I'm kind of afraid to start playing video games because I don't want her to get like pissed at me. Yeah. Not pissed, but like So what you're saying is we've got to kill your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. She might be poisoning you. She um, might be. <laughs> that's, that's that's not funny. I mean she gives me she gives me shit for playing uh cookie collector all the time on my phone. But that's the thing. That is that is precisely the thing is about time management, right? Because if you would yeah. add up the time you play Cookie Manager or whatever it is, right? <laughs> cookie Collector, Cookie two. Collector, Cookie Collector Two, yeah, right. It's probably four. It's probably your Skyrim four hundred hours, right? Wouldn't you rather spend half of that playing Destiny, really, if you could, with your kind friends? of? But this is shit I do like on a plane when I'm flying to see my girlfriend or when I'm, you know, in a waiting room waiting to audition. Yeah, you, you don't, you don't not, ever play in your living room? What's that? You don't really play in your living room? Not very often. Is that true? Yeah. How true is that? It's mostly true. <laughs> not 100%, but mostly true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. What else? We're at an hour. Uh, We're at an hour? You went to the Belco experiment. Did you go to the screening? The premiere? Uh, well, no. Not really. The premiere happened in... Um, yeah, it, at a film festival out of town. So, but there was a, a oh the a trailer premiere, the trailer premiere. No, but there was an event recently, right? The trailer premiere. Yeah, I was there at that. There was a trailer premiere. Yeah, that's, we're we're fancy, bro. How does that work? <laughs> it it they premiered the trailer. Where? Uh, well, they did it online. Well, like typically, traditionally, you you do it at like at like Comic Con or something. No, but right? so somebody, uh, my friend Clark. DM'd me on Twitter. She's like, are you going to this Belco thing? Oh, yeah. Clark Wolf. Yeah. I know her. I saw her. I saw her at the premiere. And that was... The trailer premiere. The trailer premiere. It was a trailer I premiere. don't understand. A it, was, a it, it, it was an opportunity for the press to meet the cast, talk to them, get some interviews. Oh, okay. And to premiere the trailer. 
And so basically, I guess the idea was to kick off. I, look, I didn't. I, I didn't plan the event. I'm not involved. Gotcha. You know. Oh, but, I thought it was the movie. They no, no, the movie. no, no. Which I should have been in. Oh, I'm bummed. It looks so good. And you were involved in it a little bit. A little I helped. Did a little stuff for that. It uh, looks good. The script is so fucking good. It, it's really good. I think people who see it are going to like it. I I told. The, the statement I said is that if I was 15 and saw that movie, it would have been my favorite movie. Yeah. You know, just I, I would have just gone crazy for that. Movie. I thought something very similar when I when James first sent me the script. I was yeah. like, oh, man, it's just the fucking teenagers are going to fucking and college kids are going to love this shit. Yeah, it's just it's just it's it's, it, fucked it's up. candy. It's candy. It's just it, it's so dark. It's so dark. I love it. And we, Dave and I, you know, if you look online, if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, you you, you saw posts don't. from Comic Con, yes, uh, where where all of us were, um, went and we interrupted the uh, the Marvel panel as our Ravager characters. Yep, you were your character from the first movie. I was like a, a, a weird, a weird invented version for the day. Of my character from the first movie. You were yeah. goth ravager. I was goth ravager. <laughs> Which, by the way, <laughs> I don't know how I became... You know, you know, that's just like a way of me being trolled, sort of, right? Because because there's a, a long argument in our friend circle of who's the most goth. There is? I didn't know about this. Yeah, there's a long argument. Well, who else would me, be more me, goth Me or you? Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy Urin. Jimmy Jimmy who's more goth and I I that people believed me which I think is insane cuz I he's like he's like lord lord of the goths he's king goth but somehow but for some reason he doesn't seem goth to me because he's so upbeat and hyper <laughs> goths seem to to me in my head a goth seems and like someone who just go. sits in the shadows quietly Is, is that me? <laughs> is that what I do? Well, you sit in the dark playing video games and editing and stuff. That seems more goth to oh me. Oh my god! So you're on fucking you're you're, I'm you're team betraying Yarbo. me. You're betraying me. All right. Well, so anyways, that was how <laughs> James could make fun of me was labeling my character Goth Ravager in the credits. I didn't know that that had happened until I was until we were in the theater at the premiere, and my. Wow, at the premiere. At the premiere, my credit came up, and I was sitting next to James, and he was smacking me, going, ah, look at that. Holy shit. <laughs> and everyone just started laughing in our row because they all knew. Yeah, I had no idea. I, uh, I was really stoked that our characters, uh, the Ravagers for uh, Guardians 2, got names. Yeah. And uh, I, I love that my character's name is Jeff. <laughs> like, everyone's got... <laughs> You know, Craglin or Brawl or all, this, and then it's Jeff. Yeah. But uh, before they decided on names, like in the script, we were all written in as like kind of our names were just kind of adjectives, like you know, innocent ravager or hyper ravager. I, I forget what Jimmy was. It was something like I forget what his name was or bulky ravager, or, and mine was just dumb ravager, <laughs> and so. Before, this was like right when they were about to start shooting. Like he didn't put our names in the script until like 
like principal photography started. And so when I got to set, we all had our own chairs, which was really cool. I've that almost never happens for me, but like it just says "Dumb Ravager" on my chair. <laughs> I kind of wish it said Jeff, but it, it yeah. just says "Dumb Dumb Ravager." Dumb Ravager. That's that's awesome. I hope that follows you everywhere. Everyone just calls you Dumb Ravager. Dumb. Hey, hey dumb. dumb. They call me that on set. Like a lot of the the crew. Hey, dumb. Over here, dumb. Hey, we need we need uh, a touch up on dumb. It's <laughs> like it's Jeff. <laughs> it's Jeff. That's amazing. Yeah, that was fun. That that weekend was really fun. Come on, my my goal in life, I I think we were just talking about this, right? My goal in life every year, I just tell myself I need to do something at Comic Con. I need to do I need to do something this year, so that, you can go to Comic-Con. so that I have to go to Comic Con for it. That's you better get to work. Yeah, I might wait. Let's see. When is it? July. July. Yeah, it's like I might, I might seven months. I might be fucked this year. I'm not gonna lie. I might be fucked this year. We'll see. I've always, you know, I I didn't start going to Comic Con until the Sarah Silverman program, which I also thought was weird that they were we were doing panels for a Comedy Central sitcom. Yeah, but like we would go in and they would be like sold out, huge, not sold out because people weren't buying tickets, but just like packed standing room only. I was like, oh my god, I love this Comic Con shit, and then. You know, we did three seasons of the show, so we kept going back for that. And then I was like, well, I guess that's it for me in Comic-Con. But every year since then, it's since like 2008, like something always comes up and it's usually very last minute. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's been my case for the last, well, I guess two years ago we did the Hive stuff. We premiered yeah. the trailer to the Hive. Yep. That was a lot of fun. We did our little press day. Yep. Uh, which I, I quite enjoyed, and then and then last year was oh yeah, yeah we've been together every the last couple of years. last couple comic cons yeah. Were you there for uh, Super? No, no, no. I hadn't. I I literally haven't been to Comic Con since man two thousand three or something Holy like that. Holy shit! And then I've gone the last two years. You know, um, I have such a love hate relationship with Comic Con. Really? Like I love like the the sneak peeks at all the things and like, yeah, you know, hearing panels and everything. And some of the parties are cool, but the crowds just really fucking eat away at me. They make me so fucking anxious. And well, every time I, yeah, me too. But every time I've gone, it's been like how we were, where yeah. it was like, yeah, we're at this hotel. We stay at the hotel. We go to the place that we have to go. And then we go to a party at night and that's sort of it. I, I kind of haven't like walked the, the floor. floor and things like that, yeah. Yeah, it becomes a little overbearing. We got to figure out something to do that can get us there uh, for 2017. Yeah, let's 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 make something let's of ourselves. Let's do a snuff video. Let's do a right. snuff video. Because um, um, that's what Comic-Con fans want to watch. <laughs> hey, man, you got to go to Hall H to see these guys kill someone on video. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up no one knows if it's real or not <laughs> um that's a good idea yeah. let's put that on the board and maybe discuss it uh um, right. um but yeah t- yeah we do have to figure out what we're gonna do 2017 j- june i mean guardians will have already, already been, been out, out so yeah. I, I don't know what yeah 
I can't wait for Guardians to come out because I hopefully want to do signings. Yeah, I want you to. Sean and Rooker are just always out doing signings. And I was like, I could use the signing extra stuff. income. In- so, yeah. Income, income. Yeah. But I can't do anything now because that movie is just, you know, sitting and waiting. <laughs> it ain't sitting and waiting. And I'm just like, God damn it, hurry up. Yeah. It's still like six months away. Is it still six months away? Oh, my God. Yeah, May 5th it comes out. Very excited. You've seen it. You've seen a cut. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think I've seen a cut. Well, they. I mean, they've already. They're already testing it with audiences. So uh, I, I think it's pe- people have seen. I cut. think it's safe to say people have seen a version <laughs> of Guardians too. Yeah, it's testing. I, I, I fear half of this podcast will be seized by Disney very shortly. Before no, before no, we no. We haven't said anything. I want to have Chris Sullivan back on my podcast who plays Taserface. Yeah. Because he was cool. He did my podcast before we went to Atlanta to shoot and neither of us had been, you know, announced as being in the movie, especially him and so like couldn't he, he did my podcast and we couldn't talk about being in the movie at all. Oh man. And it, I, but I, it was a, a lot of innuendo, like we were both like kind of winking, like right, I hope we get to work together someday. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like for the past couple of years, I've just been this ball of like classified information. I, I feel like my my um, yeah, I feel like my um, Instagram account has suffered from it because I feel like I'm yes. I keep, I keep doing things. Oh my god, that are like on lockdown, you know, so I can't post anything, I can't share anything. I'm like. People are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, mm, stuff, busy. I had so many fucking, I had so many cool photos, you know, of like from the trip for my trailer or makeup trailer in Atlanta down at Pinewood where we were doing Guardians. And Can't I post. was afraid to just like do anything with them. I couldn't because, you know, we had to sign all these non disclosure agreements. Yeah. Or we could be fucking sued if we posted any secrets. And uh was just sitting on the info for so long. I was stoked when Comic-Con happened and they could... It was weird, too, because there were, like, you know, rumors were getting out. Not even rumors, but just, like, actual info of people who were in the movie. Right. And I, I was just like, why are you keeping me a secret? Why am I not allowed to say anything? I'm, I'm a really small part in this movie. Right. Why am... Why can't I say on Twitter that I'm in Guardians? Yeah. You know what I find is that because I've been on both sides of it. I've been the person who wants to like post things and I've been the person who doesn't want anyone to post anything until. And I realize that there is a strange method to the madness that there that that you want to release the information and the things you want to have control over what the project is you know like like for me with the hive it's like it's like that one of the big things i learned is like every tidbit of information that comes out about a movie is part of the experience of the movie so you just have to be so careful with all that stuff yeah and and i i actually have become a fan of the artistry especially these days of controlling the information of a of a movie you know yeah like a movie that's 
seems to have done a really good job of that lately is The Arrival. Uh, yeah. Another movie that, you know, there's a bunch of movies lately that I, I think have done like a good job, like, like setting themselves up for success, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and shaping their, their narrative yeah. in the minds of the public, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's an art form. And so, and so, I mean, I do, I love nothing more than going into a movie, not knowing anything not about knowing it. Anything. Yeah. But at the same time, I, lo- I, there's nothing better than having like this really cool photo of you from said and posting it and getting 10,000 yeah. likes and, you know, and, and, and that, that day will come, you know, for, for every, you know, I, there's multiple things in my, in my, yeah you know, docket of things. I'm like, God, I wish I could just post this. I wish yeah. I could talk about this. I wish yeah. I could say, you know, and by the time, you know, whatever I'm working on or whatever is done, it's like, yeah. you know, I can't post 400 things about, you know, it's, it's sort of like, <laughs> you can't even find the photos. You anymore. can't even find the photos anymore. <laughs> you can post like two or three things before people like, are yeah. like, okay, we get it. You, you made a music video for these guys who can't yeah. move on. You know? Yeah. 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 And so, and so, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. There's people who are really good at social media. I'm just not one of them. I did a pilot like a year and two years ago for HBO and um, they had a strict rule like no one could post anything like you couldn't tweet about it. You couldn't post photos on Instagram and it was really weird because it was just a pilot and it was not it wasn't we weren't working on Westworld. It was, uh, you know, it was a pilot for Sarah Silverman and uh, just half hour comedy and it was just like yeah i can't post a photo of this desk you know that gives no information away but they're like nope you can't no info no info and i was like we, that's that's why this, i take jobs it's i did just, this series of music videos for steve aoki and we had yeah all these we have all these extras who are on set and you know the a- ad's go out there and they talk to them and they go listen guys you know no ca- no cameras, no phones. Put that stuff away. Turn it off. No social media, nothing. Yeah. Everyone goes, okay, okay, okay. And then we go, we, we bring everyone in to yeah. the like set where yeah. Steve Aoki's going to perform. And Steve's like, I want to just, I want to actually, you know, like mix. Yeah. And, you know, so we're like, okay. That's cool. cool. So he, so we set him up and he like does his thing, right? And the second, Second that music starts, like a hundred, a hundred cell phones come out, and people are just—I mean, it's—it's it's on Snapchat, it's on, you know, <clears throat> like oh. immediate, like everyone saw it happen, and it was like, there's nothing we can do, and so we got like producers running around yelling out the names of hashtags to people because it's like you couldn't, con- there's no way to control it. We might as it. well, might as well embrace it, yeah. you know. And uh, um, but that—that's—that's that's the nature of the world we live in now. Is that it's like information is so fast you know you you think about some of those movies back in the day that where they would like shoot these scenes you know and it's like how you can't even get away with it anymore now you know it would be revealed immediately as it was being shot you know so it's tough tough it's tough out there for a pimp it's hard out yeah it's hard out there for a pimp do you have anything you want to uh, anything to promote? You want to uh, uh, where can people, people people can find you on Instagram and Twitter? Yarvo yeah. Yarvo. I'm Yarvo Yarvo on Instagram. Y a r v o. Yeah, I'm Yarvo on Twitter. 
At Yarvo. At Yarvo, yeah. And you can see my work at yarvoproductions.com. Check and, out his stuff. And it has all my links and, you know, stuff on there. And Yeah, I think I think that's it for 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 my, you know, my movie is not available for download <laughs> right now. So, well, follow Dave on Twitter and Instagram, and, I, and when it comes out I'll, or when it's let you know. available, you'll you'll find out. Yeah, and and things are coming, but I can't talk about any of them. So. I know it's the nature of our business. It's the nature it is very secretive. It's hard out there for a pimp. It's hard out there for a pimp. Uh, all right, that's it, man. Thanks for doing this. All right, give me a kiss, quick and easy. <laughs> so weird <laughs> we just finished this by kissing uh, <laughs> on an audio podcast <laughs> thanks yeah, dave let's do it seriously though all right let's kiss feral audio is maybe the night that my dreams might let me know all the stars are closer all the stars are closer tell me what you're gonna do to me confrontation ain't nothing new to me you could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.